Let's talk about relationships. And when I say relationships, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships, your community, your tribe, the people that you hang around with, the type of events that you go to, and the people that go to those events. Every time we choose to spend time with people, whether it's every day, like a romantic relationship, or once in a while, like a one-off event, we are choosing who we are surrounding ourselves with. And today I want to talk about this and share with you how you can surround yourself with people that bring out the best in you and why that is so important. In our effort to level up, we have to acknowledge that we are not the only people in this world. And no matter how much growth we do, no matter how much time we spend in improving ourselves, no matter how much leveling up happens and how many boundaries we set and all the rules or habits that we may apply to our lives, we are continuously being affected by other people and not just other people but other things we are all interconnected in this world in this universe we are all interconnected which is why it is so important to address this and talk about this we exist for a reason and we are the main characters in our own lives and yet our lives is like Netflix, where there are so many shows that even though you're the main character in your own show, there are many other shows where other people are the main character. Like everybody's the main character in their own life, but we're not the only show. Okay, so we have to understand that. And we have to understand if the universe was Netflix, that some people like to watch certain shows and some people like to watch other shows. Some people will love your character and some people will love another character, right? Another show. As we begin to understand and embrace the fact that we're all interconnected, we are better capable of deciding where our cave, our place, our environment is going to be. But the first sign for you to know if you want to put yourself in a certain environment is am I being uplifted? Am I being built up? Or is this bringing the best in me? It's this romantic relationship bringing out the best in me or is it triggering the worst? Is it, you know, bringing back the past? Is it reminding me of an insecurity, right? Because that matters. That really matters. Nobody's perfect. We all have our past. We all have our triggers. So while we have to continuously work on ourselves and heal those things, it's still important for us to put ourselves in environments that are healthy for us, mm-hmm. or are conducive, conducive to this growth that we have embarked. Because we'll never be perfect. We'll never be immune to anything. So thinking that you can put yourself back in those places or situations or surroundings where you're being constantly trigger- triggered and you're not going to be affected by it, is thinking that you have somehow arrived at something, right? But that's not the case. We haven't. We can constantly be triggered. We can constantly be reminded, especially if we're put in the wrong situations. Think of the holidays, for example. Let's say that your family is now back home and you have been away from them 
years, a couple of years, let's say, and you only see them once in a while. And you have been doing this personal growth for a long time and you have evolved and you have grown up and you have glowed up and, you know, you're happy, you're doing better, whatever, you've healed. And then you go back for the holidays and because you're in an environment where you literally mm -hmm. grew up with these people and they knew you a different way and they got used to you in a different way, they literally could trigger things that are no longer relevant to mm -hmm. you maybe or you're not being reminded of those things anymore or there are not things that are coming up for you anymore because you're not in those surroundings. But the moment you go back home, all of a sudden you're like back to your childhood ways. You're back to your young self. They literally said, like there's a study that said that people go back when they go to the holidays, you know, for the most part, right? People literally go back to like that. They go back to their younger self in like the triggering way, right? We go back to that you know, those habits or we go back to those feelings or it's easy to be triggered by your family or they say a comment and, and maybe you become good at like not reacting, but it's easier to react, right? Because you're in an environment that's conducive to that, which is why some people dread going home for the holidays, right? Well, <clears throat> this can happen with anything. And so, you know, when you notice that certain people in certain places are causing this type of reaction in you. They're causing you to maybe feel like, you know, you, you went back, you lost some progress, you were triggered. You, uh, you know, you all of a sudden start questioning yourself. You start, you know, you start doubting, you know, the way that you're doing things or saying things and, and all these things. There's two things to learn out of this, okay? Because everything, like I said, is interconnected. So I'm not saying that this is all about the other. This is about ourselves too. We're all mirrors of each other. So while we have some responsibility and we are in charge of how we react to the environment, if we're constantly putting ourselves in a challenging environment, then it's going to be really hard to manage that. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you were an alcoholic in the past. You had this addiction for alcohol. Sure, you find yourself in a social situation here and there where people are, th are drinking, might not be hard to just not drink, right? But you wouldn't necessarily pick people that love to drink every day and love to party, and that's all they want to do all the time. You wouldn't necessarily be hanging out with them. If you do, then you really are more likely to fall back into that habit because you put yourself in an environment that's conducive to that, right? So it would be smarter to surround yourself with people that Maybe they don't care to drink too much. Maybe they also do other activities more, right? They still drink, but they love to be outdoors and they love to play games and whatever the situation, right? So just like that, I use an extreme example because it's very obvious. But when it comes to everyday things, it becomes less obvious, right? So I want you to think of this example as I'm sharing this with you. Think about that. If you were an alcoholic, you wouldn't be hanging out with people that drink every day and party, right? Well, if you were triggered in any other ways in the past you had a specific trauma right you had let's say sexual abuse you wouldn't put you wouldn't be going to places where that's more likely to happen right so it's it's being aware of the things that the the things that you've overcome and outgrown so that is your part your responsibility being aware of how you are reacting or how something is affecting you or even asking yourself why is this affecting me why is this important? Why am I reacting? Why is this relationship not feeling right? 
Why am I feeling awkward? Why am I feeling whatever the the, emo- the negative emotion is? And also asking yourself, is this something that I want to put myself through every time? Because if you play with fire, you can get burned, right? And that's essentially what's happening. I'm not even talking about straight up toxic relationships right now because that is a little bit different of a topic. I'm talking about relationships that otherwise are okay. They're fine, right? They're fine. They're not necessarily toxic, but if it doesn't help you become the best version of yourself, then I'm not saying never talk to those people. I'm not saying, you know, hold a grudge or be mad at them. All I'm saying is do not put yourself in situations like that all the time or often because that is not healthy, right? If your family is triggering you all the time, I'm not saying don't talk to them. I'm not saying don't go for the holidays, but you wouldn't necessarily be there every day, right? It's the same with our relationships. It's the same with, uh, you know, your boyfriend. It's the same with a guy that you're dating. It's the same with a friendship. If, If every time you hang out with a friend, it becomes that way and it triggers you and you feel a certain way, then that friendship is not right for you. It does not mean that this person is toxic. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they could be healthy, but there could be something about that person that just doesn't vibe with you, that doesn't uplift you, that doesn't bring out the best version of you. This is what I'm talking about. And this is where we need to be selective even more than the obvious. Because in the obvious, it's easier to be selective. If someone is super uber toxic, it's easy to be like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going there. I'm not I'm not hanging out with that person. That person's toxic. We've got that. I don't need to talk to you about that. I'm sure you understand that. But my invitation is to be really selective with the people that you hang out around with where it's not obvious. It could even be amazing people. It could even be people that are great and people that are have good intentions but maybe for whatever reason, they don't see you or they don't understand you or they have a bias or whatever the situation may be. And if it affects you in a negative way, it's an opportunity for you to learn, yes. It's an opportunity for you to ask yourself, why is this triggering to me? And also ask yourself, why is this person always triggering me if it's something that's recurring? And if it's recurring, that's when you can say, Okay, now I understand why this person triggers me, but this is who they are. And it cannot change because we cannot change people. So therefore, I'm going to change the only thing that I can change, which is distance myself. Again, not with a spirit of judgment against a person or holding a grudge or anything like that. You can still see the good in the person. You can still honor that person. And in fact, we can thank those people because they're teachers, right? They're teachers. We learn something about ourselves. We became aware of something that's triggering to us. We we got to experience something and ask ourselves questions and grow from it. But it's still not wise to continue to surround yourself or put yourself in that situation just like it wouldn't for a drunk to be going to a bar with friends that drink every night, right? Because it's less obvious, we do it all the time. And this is why we have friends that you walk away feeling better or honored or respected or inspired or motivated and we also have friendships or relationships where we walk away feeling inadequate or scared or you know questioning something or triggered right and the more that I I've been on this journey of personal growth the more I realize that 
people will rise up to the way that they're treated. So when people treat you with respect and honor you and uplift you, the better qualities in yourself will come up because you are going to feel safe. That's what's happening on the inside. We don't recognize it because we always think of things as face value. So we'll say, you know, someone does something and somebody else reacts and we'll just see the obvious. Oh, this person reacted or this person said this or that. But what's happening behind the scenes when you start looking into personal growth and start learning about different things, you realize that everything happens for a reason. Everything has a root cause. Everything has to do with an experience that we've had in the past. And sadly, not everybody understands that because people don't know us the way that we know ourselves. So you could do something and somebody else can interpret that as something else. You could have a reaction. You could say something and somebody could say, oh, this person is being, you know, whatever. It's jumping to conclusion or this person is fearful or this person is whatever the, the label is, right? But maybe that's not it. And I've noticed that everything goes back to fear or love. And usually when the negative reactions come, it's because of fear. And it's usually because we fear when we don't feel safe. Right? So when someone's triggering you in a negative way, the ultimate, like if you really start digging deep and asking yourself, but why, but why, which is a resource and a tool that I recommend always asking about why, not once, not twice, more times, right? Okay, this person said this to me. Why did I feel this way? Oh, because of that. But why? Oh, because of this. Oh, but why? Because there's always more. It's never the surface. The surface is the obvious. The surface is just, you know, what we think in our knowledge, in our brain, in our logic. But there's always a root cause to that. There's always a behind the scenes, if you will, that we don't know. As the, as the audience, when we're looking in, we don't know that. We don't know what happened behind the scenes, right? We don't know what happened if we were watching a show, what happened behind the scenes and why this person does this or that or whatever, right? So the more that we dig deep into this, the more that I've noticed that it always goes back to being safe or not safe. There are relationships and people and environments where we are safe to be ourselves. When being ourselves is welcome and encouraged and valued. And there are places and environments where this version of yourself, whatever that looks like, isn't, right? Which is why when people go back home for the holidays, all the old habits come back because those people already have a bias and an opinion about you. Let's say that your whole life you were, let's pretend, insecure, and they think that about you. And now you've been away from that family and you've done personal growth and you started loving yourself and you started taking care of yourself and you started doing all the things and then you go back home and they're literally telling you that you're insecure. They're literally telling you certain things that make you feel like that's what they think about you. You're going to go right back and you're, it's going to be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Even if now you love yourself and you're secure, you're going to go back and be like, start acting like you're not. And then therefore, that's going to be a confirmation for them, right? Because again, we rise to the level that we're treated as. So if you're treated as whatever negative or whatever, you know, the negative biases or whatever, the old person that you were, whatever, that's going to come back. It doesn't mean that you lost all the progress. It doesn't mean that you're no longer secure. It just means that this is a reminder of where you, you know, what 
progress you've made. It's a reminder. So it's still a lesson. It's still a teacher. Yet you wouldn't be putting yourself in that situation every day because then that could turn into something permanent. That could turn into a new habit of you being insecure, right? With our friends, because I've worked with so many women, I've met so many people, I've been doing this community thing for a long time. There's such a need, especially for women, to connect with other women. Such a need for us to have that sisterhood, whether we know it or not. Whether we know what it feels like to have sisters or not, or whether we have a negative opinion of what that looks like because maybe you had a toxic relationship with your sisters or maybe you never had sisters. Whatever the situation, naturally and inherently women, we crave sisterhood, okay? So sometimes we're so eager to have that sisterhood and to have the friendships and to have someone to go grab that coffee with, you know, to have that person to go roller skating with or whatever the situation that we will we will accept, we will um, allow these things or we will stay in these relationships because we crave it and because we think, well, you know, this is my friend and I don't want to be friendless, so I'm just going to put up with it or I'm just going to try to like not feel, let's say that back to the example of being insecure, like if someone is always making you feel insecure, the tendency is to say, oh, I'll just, I'll just try not to be insecure when I'm with her. I'll just try not to act this way. I'll just try not to not to let it get to me. But by doing that, what you're doing is you're ignoring your inner knowing. Because if someone is triggering you, it's a teacher, yes. But it doesn't discount that there's something there in your body. That's why you're having a feeling, a reaction. There's something in your body telling you, this doesn't feel good. Interacting with this person doesn't feel good. And when we use our reasoning to say, oh, well, maybe I need to act different. Now you're no longer honoring your authentic self. Your body's telling you it doesn't feel good to be in this relationship. And with your own reasoning in your own mind, you're justifying that. By saying, well, maybe I just need to act different. Maybe I need to react different. Maybe I need to ignore it. Maybe whatever whatever it is, you're still essentially gaslighting yourself. You're not honoring that emotion. You're not honoring your body in that moment. So when it comes to, again, whether it's friendships, romantic relationships, or even the events you choose to go to, you have to be really intuitive and you have to hone in and you have to believe what your body's telling you let me give you another less personal example when i've been to events there are events even if they were business okay even if we're not friendships it's people that i will never see again they have triggered me okay like i've gone to events where maybe me coming from a corporate background i quit my corporate job because of sexual harassment and how it was affecting my mental health and i wasn't feeling safe I quit my corporate job because of that. I moved to a different state. I started business. I started female empowerment movement and business. And then I go to an event that's super, you know, uh, corporate if you will. Or, you know, a, a guy says something that's super uh, just sexist, right? It does, I can be triggered by that. So that tells me I don't want to go to that type of event. Even though... Even though it's just an event, if you're constantly going to events that go against what your body 
likes, what your body, your inner knowing feels is safe, feels is uplifting, feels is challenging, but in a positive way. Because I'm not saying don't go to events or don't go to things that don't challenge you. All I'm saying is there is challenges that are positive, that challenge you to be better, that challenge you to step up, that challenge you to become a better version of yourself. That is totally fine. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going to events or putting yourself in situations where you're being triggered and you'll see that it happens over and over again. I'm not talking about one off because we, you know, my best friend, I cannot say that we've never triggered each other in our entire life. We have. We've known each other for 15 years. Of course we have, but it's not consistent. It's not something that happens every time I interact with her. It's not something that happens every time we hang out. I could probably count with one hand in 15 years, the amount of times that that's happened, right? One hand. And that's combining the two, both of our experiences. Maybe I triggered her a couple of times and she triggered me a couple of times, right? That is okay. That is being human. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, hey, you know, women will tell me, every event, networking event I go to, it just feels like nobody cares. It feels like nobody's connecting. It feels like, you know, people are salesy. Well, if you're consistently feeling that way, you need to change the type of events you're going to. That is it. At that point, it's not, maybe you need to learn a lesson. Maybe you're being challenged because you need to grow. No. If, I'm, if, I, if I experience, let's go back to my story, sexual harassment. And, and years later, somebody acts in a way that's, uh, you know, sexist or harassing or anything. I'm not going to say, oh, I haven't healed from that. I have healed from that. I literally have healed from that. Many times I've, I've cried, I've done the crying, the healing, all that. And yet I can still be triggered because it's something that I chose to opt out of. And the moment I find myself in that situation again, I feel triggered. It doesn't mean that you haven't healed. It just means that your inner knowing, your body is telling you, uh-uh, remember, this is not a good place for you. This is not a good relationship for you. This style of communication is not good for you. That, that is all that's happening and you have to trust that inner knowing. If you're always going to events you don't like, let's say you're going to a bunch of business events and this is what happens with women a lot of times because we're not embracing our divine feminine. We're, we, we think that when it comes to business, we have to operate in this manly, even if we don't consciously think that, but we have been programmed to think that we have to be this manly quintessential boss babe you know that has to have the straight short hair and the business suit and the crossed arm in the you know in the headshot because we've been programmed for so long that being manly or being the guy is the good thing to be right it's a powerful thing that that's how power manifests itself that's how business runs like so now we're not embracing our feminine. Maybe our feminine wants to have wild hair, curly hair. Maybe our feminine wants to dress in, you know, without a bra, whatever the situation. But we don't think, oh, that's not going to be business-like because we've been conditioned, right? So let's say that that's the case. With me, that is the case. And if I keep going to these old-school events that's, that are super corporate even if they're about business, it's I'm not going to vibe with that. And that, that doesn't mean that that in itself is wrong. There's people that are going to vibe with that. But that's not me because that's not my story because I have been through things. I'm being in toxic male environments where the men overpower and the men, you know, control everything and the men shush the woman. Because I've been in those environments, that is not a safe environment for me. 
So just remember that. Remember that when you're being triggered, especially if it's something that you've worked on for so long, it does not mean you haven't healed from it. It does not mean that something's wrong with you. Again, that would be gaslighting yourself. That would be denying your inner knowing. And that would be forgetting the lesson. Because if you've learned the lesson and you quit and you left those places or those relationships in the past, and now your, your body's telling you this is not good for me and you just ignore it, it's like you, you never learned the lesson, right? If you burn yourself with fire in a stove when you were 10 and 20 years later, you burn yourself again because now you're like, oh, I, I healed from that so I can touch the stove again. It, it won't burn. That's not true. It will burn. The truth is that if you learn the lesson, you're not going to touch the stove again. That is the truth. So if you learn the lesson that certain relationships trigger you, that certain people bring out, instead of bringing out the best, they maybe bring out the worst, or they may make you feel things that are not positive, things that are not helping you be better, then you do need to walk away from that. And that is something that women, we need to be more comfortable doing. And we need to stop justifying because we do that a lot too. And I've done it so many times in the past where I justify or I start, I start second guessing myself like, well, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. There's a difference between being accountable and being responsible for your actions and your reactions and gaslighting yourself and not going with your intuition. There's a difference between those two things. The difference is that Yes, I can ask myself, why did this person trigger me? Why did this situation trigger me? I can ask myself that and still walk away from those people. I can, I can, I can choose to not go to those events, but I still ask myself, well, why don't I like those events? Because I am supposed to learn. So I am supposed to say, why does it bother me when, you know, guys are over masculine or I'm in a, an event where, you know, everyone wants to be in suits and like this and that? Why does that trigger me? I can learn from that. I can question myself. I could even do some healing maybe. Maybe I do have more healing to do and I could discover that. I can say, you know what? I went to this event and it triggered me this way and I want to heal this. But that doesn't justify that I put myself in those situations or be with those people over and over again. We have to choose to listen to our inner knowing. Your body knows what's safe to you even if you don't feel like it's obvious like even if you leave an interaction and you feel bad and it's not like oh i feel unsafe no that's not the surface level you're not gonna know that right away it didn't feel safe you would have to ask yourself a bunch of questions but when you start asking those questions you will notice that it is about safety it's about safety because it's about fear if something scares you it's not it's not making you feel safe and I'm not talking about comfortable. I'm talking about safe because comfortable would mean I'm not telling you don't put yourself in a place where you're being challenged or where you're uncomfortable because that is how we grow. And that's when you go to an event and, you know, you you're like, oh, shoot, I need to get over my fears or, oh, shoot, I need to um, heal this trauma or, oh, shoot, like I need to embrace my inner child. That's great. That's a good challenge because that's inspiring you to be better. I'm talking about situations where you're literally inspired to feel worse. Where you're literally like feeling like you are not good enough or you like you walk away feeling like, you know, you don't know where you fit in or you're feeling like you're not being understood or not being seen or or feeling like you have to perform. That's what I'm talking about. These are the situations where where you have to get away from and find your tribe. And that tribe will come when you're your authentic self. 
Your tribe doesn't come when you try to be somebody else to please people. Your tribe is not people that you have to act different or you have to pretend like something doesn't affect you in order for them to accept you. Your tribe is people that you are yourself with and they honor that and they value that and they recognize it and they celebrate it with you. That is your tribe. And that is the people that you've got to surround yourself with. And as you do this, you'll discover as you start building a community around you, whether it's your community of friends, of business owners, your community of people that follow you on social media, whatever that looks like for you, or it could be all of it, because I have that, right? I have my social media community that is people that, you know, follow me, look up to me, listen to me, whatever. Uh, I have my close circle of friends. I have, you know, my, my family. These are all the tribe. The tribe can be in a little different ways. But whatever that is for you, understand that your tribe is a safe space. Your tribe is a place where you can challenge yourself and grow. And at the same time, you can do that in a safe way. At the same time, you're being seen and heard and valued and understood. It's very important that we as women begin to build this tribe because studies show that men, they interviewed thousands or hundreds of people when they were older and they found out that the men that were the happiest when they were older were the ones that had good wives. However, listen to this. However, the women that were the happiest when they were older were not the ones that had great husbands. Nope. Whether they had great husbands or not, that was irrelevant. Because the women that were the happiest in that study were the women that had great friendships with other women. That is literally what the study found. Think about that for a second. That goes to show that for us women, sisterhood is so important. And for us women, we could have a great husband, we could have great kids, but we still need to nurture and have these healthy relationships, this healthy tribe, the people that are going to advocate for you, the people that are going to believe in you, the people that are going to encourage you, the people that are going to uplift you, the people that will, even when you're acting out of character or going back to, you know, not your best self, they're going to know who you are and they're going to remind you of that. They're going to remind you of your greatness. They're not going to try to focus on the flaw. They're not going to try to over and over trigger the, the things that you got to work on, but they're, rather they're going to help you be better by encouraging you to be the best version of yourself and celebrating that with you. These are your people. And if you can find that tribe, if you can find that sisterhood, if you can find those relationships, treasure them like gold. And how do you ask? Do you find these relationships? How do you find your true sisterhood? The hype girls for you? You find them by being authentically you. And the problem is that in society, we think that to have good friends, we have to act a certain way. Well, maybe if I acted this way, they would have liked me more. Maybe if I acted that way, they would appreciate me. No, 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 no. 
that's wrong. You're you're attracting the wrong tribe because you're acting differently from who you are. And then the moment that they see that, or the moment that that they don't see that, but it's just it's gonna be felt. You're you're just not gonna fit in there because that's not you. So there, it's just it's just not gonna work out. And then there's conflict and you're feeling not adequate or maybe you're people pleasing or maybe you're trying to earn their love or maybe you're trying to be understood or over explain yourself and all these things that we do. <laughs> you shouldn't have to do those things. If you're having to do those things, you haven't found your tribe yet. Your tribe are people and spaces where you feel like you can be 100% you and be seen. That even when you are triggered and even when you have things to work on, because we all do, you're still seen. I have friendships that they know my flaws. I am entirely flawed. I have so many things to work on still. I have so many things to still heal. I was telling my friends this weekend that there's even something that I recently discovered that I have to heal. So that's recent. And I still saw that they didn't see me any differently. I still saw that they didn't, oh, whoa, she has something to work on dang she's not good enough you know no or 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 after i share that they didn't start treating me like that just there's people that will do that you share a vulnerability right like oh guys i just realized that i you know that i had to work on this i have this thing that triggers me and they immediately start treating you that way i'm not saying on purpose but it's the human bias right they immediately start treating you that way which only highlights that insecurity or that thing that you gotta heal and it makes it worse. It's like, you know, you telling someone you have, oh, guys, I just cut myself here. And they're coming and putting salt on it, right? We don't want that. We want the friends that you're like, hey, guys, I cut myself here. And they're like, let me put a bandit on it. Let me let me disinfect it. Let me, let me, uh, or that, or going along with that analogy, they tell you, oh, you have this wound? Doesn't matter. You're so beautiful. You look great. That doesn't affect you. That doesn't that doesn't take away from you. That doesn't that doesn't take away your value. That doesn't make you look bad, right? That's what it looks like to have good friends. To have your right tribe. That it doesn't mean that you will never have any wounds. It means that when they see your wounds, you have you have different types of people. So some will try to help you heal it, and some will still celebrate you despite your wounds, despite your scars, despite They'll celebrate you. They'll see you for you. They'll see all the other things that you have that look amazing, that are amazing. I'll say, yeah, you have that scar, but oh my gosh, you have this really beautiful thing. Or even with your scar, you're beautiful. Or you're even more beautiful because of that scar. That scar tells a story. Tell me the story of that scar. Tell me the story of that. How did you cut yourself there? You know, that's what you want. You want the people that are interested in your story, that are interested in if they see you triggered by something like, why? What happened? Tell me the story. What happened? Why does that trigger you? Find yourself these people. But the only way you will is if you embrace who you are. I can tell you that the people who are great people but not your people can be worse than toxic people. Than people that are totally unhealthy and bad or had bad intentions or whatever the situation. Why? Because toxic people are easier to spot. So if someone is obviously toxic in your life and they're obviously a toxic person, it's easier to detach and say, I'm done. And also we have so many resources and books that talk about that. So it's easier to understand how that works and say, okay, I'm done. 
but the people who are awesome people and that maybe we even look up to when they don't see us for who they are or hurt us or trigger us it's not so obvious right because we have a good opinion about them because they are good right they are good i'm not saying they're not but if they're not your people then they're not gonna vibe with you but then you're always gonna be questioning yourself because you're gonna say well these people are good if i'm not vibing with them something's wrong with me and it's, again it's gonna go back to that not feeling safe or feeling like you have to be different to vibe with them you don't have to do that you can find your tribe of people that are safe that challenge you to be your best that love you and appreciate you for who you are and understand you and this is harder to tell the difference because we again think well this is an awesome person why, why is it not working out why are we not vibing it's okay they have their own tribe you have your own tribe and vice versa So be yourself, embrace who you are, whether that is being goofy, whether that is being funny, whether that is sharing knowledge. Like one of the things that, <clears throat> one of the things that people used to tell me, not people like a lot, but you know, one of the things that could e either be perceived as good or bad in my life growing up was that. I always love to give people advice, right? I love it. I just love, since I was a little girl, I would always, first of all, talk to older people. I loved, if we were in a party, you know how, like, Latinas, like, back back in my country, like, was, you know, you find yourself as a little kid, you know, at parties all the time. Like, it's everyone's birthday, right? All the time. Like, we have so many cousins, we have so many uncles, we have so many everything that we're always at someone's birthday party, right? And... You know, we're always the kid that, like, ends up falling, like, sleep on the couch or the, the chair even because our parents are just there and, like, they hang out forever and they talk forever and, and whatnot. But anyway, you, you understand if you're Latino <clears throat> or Latina. But, you know, I would find myself at these parties and I would always find myself with, like, older people. And if I saw someone that was sad, like an adult that was sad, I would be like, I would sit next to them and I would literally ask him what's wrong. And I was reminded of that the when I went back to Argentina for the first time after so many years of being in the U.S. and waiting to get my citizenship and all that. Finally, I went back to Argentina, so now I'm older, right? So they, they haven't seen me since I was a kid. And so, you know, one of the stories that one of my aunts brought up was like, she's married to my uncle right so i met her later on and <clears throat> so she married into a family and so she said when i first met you you were like six years old and i was sitting on on this chair and you know like you know she had said hi before but she was just sitting there and obviously she was nervous she was nervous because she was just meeting the family and and you know she, you know it's a little awkward so she told me that i literally went up to her as a six-year-old and i was like hi, how are you? I'm Jessie. Like, I, I introduced myself, and she was like, oh, hi. And obviously, you know, adults think kids are cute, so she that immediately make, made her feel more comfortable, she said, because she's like, oh, like, I think this cute kid is talking to me. I feel less awkward, and it wasn't threatening to her, even though I she didn't know me because I was a kid. But I asked her, like, how are you? Like, and, you know, she answered me, and, and she said that I said, like, why are you nervous? <laughs> You know, and she and she's and like she laughed, and after that, like she felt more comfortable. 
And I always found myself like telling people, like giving them advice or asking them how they were doing or talking to older people and asking them questions. And I've always been like that. And some people have loved that about me, right? Some people have always said like, oh, Jesse gives the best advice. Or, you know, somebody even said recently, like, we had memes about the different friends in the group and somebody was like, oh, Jesse's the the friend that gives you advice, right? Somebody else is the funny one. Somebody else is the, is maybe like the send cool memes, whatever, like that. I'm that, right? I'm the person who likes to give advice. Obviously, when I give advice, I have good intentions, right? Like most people, we don't give advice to hurt somebody else or to, you know, we would have to be evil to give somebody the wrong advice on purpose or whatever, right? Usually, generally speaking, people like to give advice to help somebody now i've also had people who have responded negatively to that and they have felt like i was giving unsolicited advice or even criticizing right like there's people who have felt like that just by their reaction i have noticed like you know if i give them a piece of advice they react in a way where they i could tell they feel like maybe it's a criticism right like oh you should try this could also come across to someone as Oh, are you trying to say that what I'm doing now is not good enough, right? I understand that. I don't judge it. That is that person. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not better than them and they're not better than me. It just means we don't vibe. Because I inherently love giving advice and that's natural to me. And I do it with good intentions. I would change it if it was bad intentions, right? I would change it if it was with, you know, something, you know, that's not healthy or not good, but because I know that I'm trying to offer value to someone and that I mean well, if people, some people feel that that's not good for them, that's okay. Then they can find the friends that don't do that, right? Because there are people out there that don't do that. There's people that don't give unsolicited advice and they don't, in fact, sometimes you are asking them for feedback and they still don't like to do that. They still like, you know, oh, I don't know, just do whatever you feel or whatever, right? So, we again this goes back to finding our tribe like when you're yourself you will attract your your tribe the kind of people that i do well with is the people that welcome advice they they're eager to to get more feedback and you know they they're eager to ask me questions like we get a very along very well with those people like i i can sit with certain people and have deep conversations for hours and that's not to say that i'm the one talking and giving all the advice like with these people what happens is because they're so eager to learn and get feedback, they're also the type of people that love to give feedback because that's what happens when you, like I love feedback too. I love to ask questions and get feedback because that is who I am too, right? And so what happens is we end up in hour long conversations, like deep conversations where we're giving each other value. And when that happens, I feel so good about myself because I feel valuable. I feel like I did something good for someone because that's what makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to help somebody else, right? Since I was a little girl. So therefore, not only I'm helping them, but they're helping me because they're reminding me, reminding me of something good that I have, a good quality, something that my way of helping people, right? They're reminding me like, hey, I have this valuable thing that I can do. And therefore, when I walk away, not only, not only they feel inspired and uplifted, but I feel inspired and uplifted. And that's how I know, and that's just one example, right? I cannot tell you all the examples of my life, but that's just one example. It doesn't mean that, oh, I can only have friends that love uh, feedback. No, there's many other examples of other things that people can embrace about you. It doesn't have to be just one thing, right? 
you could have the friend that embraces your humor. You can have the friend that embraces your nerdiness. Like I have friends that I just geek out and talk about books with. I have friends that love to just put puzzles together together with me. So I'm not saying that it's only one friend or one type of person. I, a tribe is different people that complement each other. So for me, it's like I have the friends that I can have that deep relationship with and have those deep conversations and give each other feedback. And I have friends that we just literally go dancing with and we love doing that together because we we vibe in that way. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it, you can only have one type of friend. I'm saying find the people that you naturally vibe with, right? And they will be part of your tribe and you can fulfill different needs and different challenges and different spots you can hit different spots right by having these different friendships but it all boils down to being yourself it all boils down to where are the places that I being my authentic self am appreciated and embraced and welcome What are the events that I will feel the best version of myself because me being myself is welcome and safe? So let's take it back to business. That was a personal example. A business example is going back to the conferences, right? I chose to stop going to these quote-unquote bro, hyper-masculine business conferences and networking events because I did not vibe with that because every time I go to those events I would feel triggered I would be reminded of what I and again this is not the case it's not because I haven't healed from that it has nothing to do that I speak because I learned what doesn't work for me and I'm choosing I'm being intentional following my gut and choosing not to put myself in those situations there is a big difference it's just like the bar example if you were an alcoholic you're not gonna hang out at a bar every time and it doesn't mean you haven't healed it doesn't mean you haven't done the work it just means you're honoring yourself you're honoring that commitment to yourself to not make yourself feel that way to not start drinking again or whatever the situation so you're not gonna put yourself in those situations so I don't go to this bro-ish business events and if I go as maybe to speak or something else right which is completely different but I don't go as an attendee because if I'm going to speak I still choose what what is being said I still am you know in charge of that but where I'm gonna go to receive as a recipient I do not go to those because I don't want to receive I don't want to listen from the stage to these advice that doesn't apply to me that doesn't vibe with me that I don't like to do business that way that I don't believe that we have to be manly to be successful in business and I don't believe that we have to be salesy to sell you know what I mean like so I don't put myself in those situations so I go if I'm speaking because then I get to say, right? I get to share with the people there, hey, you don't have to be salesy to sell or you can embrace your feminine and do business, etc. right? So in that case, that's okay because I'm making it safe. I have the opportunity. I have, you know, the mic, right? So that's different. Um, so I choose to put, what do I do? I choose, I don't just complain about it. I don't, there's no point. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to dwell in it. I'm just going to choose a different environment. So I choose to go to, let's say feminine events, uh, events that focus on inner work, not just business events that, you know, embrace the divine feminine or events that embrace, you know, doing business in a different way 
uh, events that embrace innovation over old school tactics, right? So like that's what I'm talking about. You can apply it to any area of your life. You can apply it to your career, your job. If you have a, a workplace or a job that's constantly triggering you and constantly going against, I, a, a woman was talking to me last weekend, you know, and she was saying, you know, my job, every time I go, I'm triggered, the people are so superficial, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Change your job, you know? I'm not saying tomorrow, but I'm just saying, like, that's that doesn't mean something is wrong with you. That just means you are not in an environment that's conducive to your personal growth. And it doesn't matter how much you meditate or how much you try to get along with them. Like, you know, again, because you can't change them and you can't force them to meditate or you can't force, it's not going to work out. It's just not going to work out. You can only change you and your environment. You are in charge of that. When I was going through the sexual harassment, you know, I reported it. They wouldn't do anything about it. I went to the EEOC. They didn't do anything about it. At that point, I cannot change the way that that guy acted. I cannot change the whole executive team. I was one of I was one of them, and I still didn't have any influence in how they thought or what they thought was appropriate or what they thought the course of action should be. I didn't. I couldn't do that. So at that point, I have to decide. Do I stay here and pretend because I would do the work. I would try. I would be like, I would meditate before going to work and like read books and see how I could not let it impact me and affect me. And I would, I was really trying every day, but it wasn't, that's not authentic. If you have to try every day to fit in this place or be okay or have mental peace, you know, if you're going to a place that's constantly like triggering you and taking away your peace and you you cannot work yourself through that you cannot that's called gaslighting you cannot think that oh maybe if I pray more I'll have more patience maybe if I you know if I meditate more I'll I'll feel peace at this toxic work environment no what's gonna happen is you're gonna feel peace when you meditate and then you're gonna show up to work and you're gonna be triggered again you're gonna show up to this relationship and you're gonna be triggered again because there's nothing wrong with you you just are in the wrong place and you have, yes, you have to do the work. Yes, you have to work on yourself. Yes, you have to heal. But you also have to put yourself in places that are conducive to that, for that to happen. And those places are not the places that are triggering, triggering you constantly. Those places are the places that embrace you, that encourage you to embrace yourself, that encourage you to do the work, that encourage you to be better. Find yourself those places by being yourself, by being authentic, by showing up 100% you. And that looks like, going back to my example about giving advice, that doesn't look like me saying, oh, you know what? I love to give advice. It makes me feel good. This is how I like to contribute or or create a positive impact. This is how I like to help people. But, you know, this friend feels triggered by that or this friend doesn't like that. So I'm just going to stop giving advice. That would literally be inauthentic. That would literally be me not honoring who I am and my nature because it's something that I've always loved to do. So the answer is not to hate the friend and not to even criticize them because they are in their own right to not like certain things. But they need to find a friend who doesn't do that, right? And I need to find a friend who embraces that. That is what that looks like. No one's better than the other. Everyone has the right to be and like what they like and do what they do and all that. And therefore, you have the right to be you and do what you do. If you like to be the friend that gives advice... Find yourself a tribe that welcomes that. They don't even have to agree with you. It doesn't mean that. My friends don't agree with everything I say. But they 
honor it and they welcome it and they, and they accept me for that. Sometimes they might take my advice and sometimes they might not, you know, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying that your tribe is people that do everything you say. I'm saying your tribe is people that embrace who you are and love you for who you are no matter what. Even if, even if you, your advice wasn't the best, doesn't matter. They still appreciate you. They still appreciate that, hey, thank you for, thank you for trying to help me. You know, they might not always do it, but thank you for trying to help me. They'll, they'll value you. And that only comes when you are authentic. That only comes when you are so comfortable with yourself that you realize that you get to be picky with the places that you put yourself in. You get to be picky with the relationships that you're in. You get to be picky with the relationships that you walk away from. And this is a very tactical slash intuitive process because, again, it's not clear cut like the quintessential toxic person. That's obvious. It's not like that. You know, it's like it's it's like say you're in a romantic relationship and the guy's like hitting you. That's obvious. That's toxic. That's 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 I'm not saying that's easier. It's freaking hard. I'm not I'm not saying that I've seen domestic violence. I've gone through that. So I'm not saying that's easy. I'm saying it's clearer for you to know that that's wrong. It's clearer for anyone to help you out of that because they know that's wrong, right? But if you're in a relationship where you just can't be yourself, for example, but it's not obvious. You just, what that shows up like, it's not, it's not someone obviously telling you, don't be yourself. It doesn't show up as that. It shows up as, you know, whenever you are yourself, it isn't welcomed. It isn't valued. It isn't celebrated. It isn't, you know, it is rejected. It is put down. That's what it looks like. And sometimes it's so small that unless you're in touch with your intuition, unless you feel into your body and you realize, I always feel bad when I walk away from these people. I always feel negative when I walk away from these events. I always feel not heard or not seen. I always feel triggered. When you tap into that and you honor that and you walk away from those places and you begin to be yourself, trust me, those people will begin to trickle into your life. And again, when you find those people, honor them just like that, just like, right? Just like we're looking to honor people that honor ourselves and value ourselves, honor them too value them too don't try to change them don't try to you know celebrate who they are accept who they are because it is valuable people like that are so valuable in our lives and we need more people like that in our lives so how can i honor that ask yourself that too right if you do have that tribe how can i honor them too how can i make them feel so safe i've told people before hey if that's what you like i don't understand that because we have even with human design right like my coach, Andrea, the one that teaches me human design, she's a projector. I'm a generator, right? So I don't understand how she does certain things, right? But I honor that. And when I'm giving her advice or when she's giving me advice, we don't try to change each other, right? We value each other so much that I, when I try to give her advice, I try to give her advice that goes with her design. I would not give her advice that goes with what Jesse, what works for Jesse's design because that wouldn't be valuable to her because she's not like that. And likewise, when she gives me advice, she she tries to think of like what's helpful to Jesse, even if it's not what's helpful to her, right? So honor them, honor their differences, right? Honor what works for them. I have friends that, you know, I could be teaching business, right? But if someone is like, 
oh, I'm a visionary. I'm not I'm not a, a logistical person. I'm a visionary. I'm a big picture person. I don't do well with systems. I will not give them as advice, you know, go do systems. Now, I can tell them, find someone on your team that can do your systems, right? Because you need that. You A business needs the systems. But I will not push them to for themselves to become system uh, gurus because I know that that's against their design, so therefore it's not going to work out. And that can be with anything. Just like you want to be honored in your true design, in your true self, in your authentic self, honor those relationships that you have in their authentic self. And always remember that we're all interconnected and we're all human. That is all I wanted to share with you today. Besos.